Chavo Guerrero Jr. Listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. You guys truly bring the Latino heat. Viva la raza. Wrestling POV is preposterous, is obnoxious, is atrocious, is ridiculous, is churlish, is interesting, but stupid. Wrestling POV is your point of view, bring you 20 years of change in the wrestling business. From the spotlight to the polls, from birthdays to hot tech news, wrestling news, rumors, and injury reports. Get me something good to eat. Yes. Absolutely. I I am back, fellas. Wow. I'm super excited. Why? (laughs) Because (laughs) I said so. (laughs) That's the bottom line. You know what? It's been it's been a long time coming. Clay is back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got Elio Canelo with us. Tony took the day off. He's chilling, relaxing, acting all fool, just shooting some people outside of school. Um, I'm Mr. Ronald III. I'm with you guys. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today. I just want to start the show off because it's Halloween weekend, guys. We got Halloween coming up tomorrow. Yeah, we do. Um, you know, yep. a couple of years ago, I dressed up as Macho Man for Halloween one time. I've done <laughs> Hulk Hogan. I had the whole full man chew thing. I had the real... Thing I just so I shaved everything door door, is awesome. When he went door to door, did people mark out? Oh, of course, of course. Especially when I you... tried to hit them with the elbow off the top rope. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, That's uh, awesome. Ask you guys, have you guys ever dressed up as something uh, wrestling related for Halloween? I personally have not, but as uh, my wife will tell me, I am starting to bald really bad. So I could get a uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, look here pretty soon. A bigger Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you already already know me. For Halloween one year, I dress up as The Undertaker. Nice. Yes, that's from your junior high school days, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, great story. Um, Yeah, guys, let's kick off the show. We're going to go straight into the spotlight this week. We got my man... CM Punk in the spotlight, and the question is, if you were Tony Khan, how would you be using CM Punk in AEW? Now, before we go around the table, we're going to go to some of our comments. We got Darren Metzler. He says, the way he's being used is perfect. Good matches to get his flow back and timing. He couldn't hang with the top of the card yet. And you know what? I don't disagree with that. I honestly think this that... What Darren is saying is correct. You know, you don't want to throw him to the wolves right away. Um, yep. And we got Josh Sanders here. He said he would be facing Omega by now for the title and win. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm the biggest CM Punk fan I know. That would be great and all. Do I want to see it? I do, but... Does it, uh, still uh, early. Too early. He's, he, he, just, yeah. uh, he just made his return. Yeah, so Elliot, yeah. what are your thoughts? If you were Tony Khan, how would you be using CM Punk right now? So when Punk returned and he did because first of all, said like he's back, he wants to work with all the young talent in the locker room. I feel like he's he's had some really great matches. He's been used uh, exactly the way he should be because... This isn't the CM Punk that we saw back in in the WWE because he looks extremely happy to be back in wrestling. Yeah. Like yep. where uh-huh. before he he didn't look like he was happy doing what he was doing. Okay. Uh, yep. Clay, what are your thoughts? If you were Tony Khan, how would you be using CM Punk? 
for me, I just keep doing what he's doing right now. I mean, like Elio said, he's working with young talent. Uh, he seems extremely happy with what he's doing, and the way he's getting booked right now is exactly how he should. You can't throw him into the title picture right away after being out seven years. I mean, just for anybody, you know, to get back into things after being gone so long, you need to get that, you know, energy back, get that wind going. And so how he's getting booked right now, I think, is exactly how AEW should. All right, you know what? I Listen, I want to agree with you guys, but like I said, I'm the biggest CM Punk fan I know, so I would definitely <laughs> be pushing. No, seriously, I think the way they're doing it is correct. I think mm-hmm. it's also a little kind of slow. I think we got to start pushing the pace a little bit more, get them more involved in matches, stop with these in-ring promos. Uh, I yes. Think people are getting sick of that. It's just just overdone. Yeah, that's, I just wanted, that's when the kind of like is... Every week, he when he cuts a promo, it's the same thing, only it's a yeah. different arena. And say, like, yeah. no, we don't want to hear you at your promos yeah. anymore. But I will say this. Uh, what he did on Rampage with Eddie Kingston, I liked. It felt organic. It felt real. You know? Uh-huh. So yeah. I'm just like... And even, the, even the intensity from Kingston made it, like, yeah. that much better. You know, yeah. Punk doing all this thing, and Kingston coming in like that, it Made it pretty intense. Looking forward to it. Yeah, and you know, I have a question though. Like, do you guys think like Team Taz is like the first step into AEW? Like, you know, the first level <laughs> boss is Team Taz. Like, we saw it with Christian. Now we see it with CM Punk. It's like, is, is this what we're gonna be doing? Like, Team Taz is gonna be your first boss level. Like, I don't get it. It's just that's the one thing I'm turning on too. I don't like it. Don't do that. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it. That's what's happened with these past two guys. And, I mean, it didn't happen with Brian, but, you know. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. And let's, let's also, let's just look at it this way. CM Punk is getting up there in age, you know. Mm-hmm. Do we need to keep, we know what he can do. I know it's been seven years off, and I know that's a lot of ring rust. But should we start, should Tony Khan start pushing the gas a little bit more with CM Punk and start pushing him? Into a title picture, or you guys still think that it should, he should take his time? Clay? Eventually, I think he should get pushed for the title. Uh, Punk's one of those guys that he's a veteran. He uh, knows how to, even being out for so long, he still knows what he's doing. It's over 20 years of wrestling, you know, all that. Um, eventually, to boost ratings, to get people excited, yes, Punk needs to be in that title picture. But right now, he is... He is getting up there in age. I will agree with that. Um, and he's already proven himself. So does he need the world title? Not really. But it'd be cool for the fans to see. All right. So I'm going to be that stickler, and I'm going to ask you this hard-hitting question. You said eventually. When is eventually for you with CM Punk? Is it six months from now? Is it a year from now? Is it three months from now? Where do you I'd say that? six months. Right, I'd so say six months, months from now. Yeah. Right, I'd say get a couple. I'd say get a couple more, you know, rivalries in uh, to prove more. Like not to prove more, but like to make him more of a threat. I would say. Elio, how, how long are you thinking for CM Punk to get into the title picture? If you think he should get the title picture at all. So, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I think he should be uh, going for getting into the title picture. Um, like Clay said, uh, like build up. I know, build it up. I know it's like that's what they've been doing, but like maybe it's a, speed it up a little mm-hmm. instead, of, like drawing it out because after a while, uh, fans are gonna start getting impatient. Like, yeah. and they're gonna be like, "Well, we want something different." Like with CM Punk, we don't want the same thing every week. Yeah, I see what you guys say. I honestly, I would say three months. I think six months is too long. I say go three months. Uh, let him do the story with Kingston. Let that build up into something, and then I would love to see CM Punk and Adam Hangman Page. I would love to see yes. that straight edge with the alcoholic. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> All right, that is your spotlight for this week. If you guys have anybody you want us to talk about into our spotlight, just send us to our Facebook page at Wrestling POV Podcast. With that being said, let's get into some birthdays. Yahoo! All right. This week, Carmella turns 34 years old. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, yeah. Carmella is looking yowzes. 
Uh, mm. Frankie Monet turns 38 years old. Wow. Wow. Yeah, 38. Um, let me just let's talk about that real quick with Frankie Monet. What are they doing? I mean, she got into the title picture. She lost real quick, and now we haven't seen her for a couple weeks. Where um, is she? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, she, I, honestly, NXT is wasting her time. Yeah. On, yeah. With me, you know. Yeah, she, she needs was that. definitely somebody that I was excited to see. I want to see more of her. They stuck with Robert Stone, which I felt was detrimental to her. I just want to see her be pushed, and maybe she needs to go to the main roster. Maybe she got to get out of NXT. Mm-hmm. Pair her with John Morrison on Raw. That would be great. Mm-hmm. I would love to see yeah. another power couple. Yep, that would be de- that would be hilarious. John Morrison and, because I feel and, like John Morrison, and Frankie Monet, and Maurice and Miz. Okay. I was with you. I was with you until you said Miz and Maurice. I'm telling you guys, I'm sick of the Miz. I'm sick of seeing him. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying thing. because, like you were saying, power couples. But yes, yeah, I know. I, I'm, with, I'm with you. I'm with you there. I, the but Miz. Miz is making me cringe lately <laughs> with this Dancing with the Stars on his oh, Instagram. Did you Miz. see? Did you see? Uh, I did hit the Halloween performance. Yes. Uh, the gosh. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, but he needs to get eliminated. Stop voting for him, people. Let him go back to wrestling because he's terrible. Oh don't, my God. don't listen to Jimmy Smith. Don't vote for this. <laughs> oh, man. And last but not least, CM Punk, as we mentioned in our spotlight, he turns 43 years old. Wow. So he's getting Dang. up there, guys. You know, he's 43 now. He's looking older. I'll be honest. He, hey, the gray hair is not benefiting, man. <laughs> to him. It, is like, uh, it is not helping him out at all. But with that being said, it's now time for the wrestling news from around the world. And, and Greg Hamilton, the WWE announcer, has been released. And yes. it's crazy. It is crazy how this story unfolded. Apparently, some rapper used his voice in a song. And he was like, I'm going to sue you with WWE lawyers. And a couple of days later, he got released. <laughs> it's nah. like you don't got those lawyers anymore. No, now he's gonna. Now, nope. No, he's not gonna do it no more. Apparently. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, Carmella and Corey Graves are engaged. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Big congratulations towards them. That's gonna be huge uh, for them. Uh, you know, I know when this whole thing blew up with Corey and Carmella's relationship, it was just looked and frowned upon. But they look like they make each other happy, so congratulations goes out to them and best of luck yes. to you. Um, yep. some good news. Mickey James wins the Impact Knockout Championship. Yep. I mean, this is where she belongs. It, it's it's totally they've given her the most respect out of everybody. Mm-hmm. It's in at Impact. Um, listen, all the stuff she's done in WWE is, I believe, is a six-time champion or five-time champion in WWE. Great accomplishment, but Impact and TNA has always treated her way better than WWE and given her the respect that she deserves. So I'm really happy for Mickey James over at Impact. Absolutely. She deserves every respect that she gets. The woman's such a talent, and she deserves it all. Yeah. Uh, next up, Inspiration. Former Iconics win the Impact Knockout Tag Team titles on their debut. I was so happy when I when I saw this. <laughs> Finally, they're back on TV. And yeah, they're, but and they're, they're with a company that hopefully uses them the right way, which I think they are with uh, having them win the Knockout Tag Team Championships. I mean, because WWE was just ridiculous with releasing them. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. and I know that hurt you a lot, Elio. That hurt, Elio, that hurt. I, and I know I can see the smile on your face. You guys, if you can see the smile on his face, it stretches from California to Toronto, bro. That's how happy he is right now to have inspiration on Impact. Clay, how do you feel about inspiration being on Impact and not AEW? I am kind of, honestly, I'm kind of disappointed that they are on an impact, but at the same time, they may get more exposure on impact, maybe without AEW. Um, but 
I would love to see them on AEW because I feel like they would like blow up that women's division and make it better. I just feel like anywhere they go. The two companies are still working together, right? I believe yeah. so, yeah. 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 So in a row. That's true. That's true. All right. All right. And sad news in the world of professional wrestling. Hacksaw Jim Duggan announces he has prostate cancer on his Facebook page. Uh, very sad news. Um, we all here at WrestlePOV wish him well and hope that he gets better. Um, prostate yep. cancer is no joke. Uh, it's taking out a lot of people and uh, I really wish him the best. Hacksaw, one of my favorites as a kid. A lot of energy, great character. Um, just wish him the the best. Uh, Elio, any uh, great memories of Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Oh, it's a lot. Um, Hacksaw, well, one one that doesn't really stand, doesn't really stand out is like him winning the first Royal Rumble, but also yeah. his uh, feuds with uh, Haku when he became King Hacksaw Jim Duggan. His feuds with Randy Savage, uh, Andre yep. the Giant. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people yeah. don't realize, yeah. like in the late '80s, Axel was going up with the big guys. You in know, fa- in <laughs> fact, yep. in fact, I was uh, yesterday. I was watching um, my wrestling TV app here on my Amazon Fire Stick, and I was watching one called "Best Best of Cage Matches," and the first one on there was Axel Jim Duggan versus Teddy DiBiase in a loser leaves town cage match. Wow! And who looked Wow! Lost? Yeah. Who oh, lost that match? It was uh, Duggan one. Oh, okay. So, Teddy, you had to leave town. All right, guys. Make sure you check that out. Uh, again, thoughts and prayers go out to the, to the Duggan family. Uh, Hacks will get better, brother. All right. Yep. With that being said, it is now time for the NXT UK Report with our UK correspondent, Matt Novak. Matt, take it away. Welcome back to the NXT UK Report. Mark Kofi took on Rohan Raja in the first match of the night in what was an even matchup. Kofi picked up the win, although it could have gone either way. It was a really great way to start the show. Huge big hit action there. Really, really solid from the offset. The second match of the night saw Amel and Maya Grace in a one-sided bout with Amel dominant throughout. Blair Davenport watched the action from the ramp and looked unimpressed with what she was seeing. Amel's good, but she's not main event. I don't I don't see where this is really going to work, but we'll see. The third match of the night had Charlie Dempsey take on Danny Jones in a great fast-paced technical bout, which really, really did impress me. Dempsey managed to lock in a cross-face submission to pick up the win. Uh, these two really, really did gel tonight. Um, really good, and hopefully we can see them about, uh, face off again soon. For the main event, it was announced that next week Ginny will take on Miko Satomura for the women's title. So I think we could have a title change on our hands coming up soon. Um, I haven't really seen Satomura do too much recently. So maybe they need to mix it up. Heritage Cup time now. And we finally get to see the match we've been building up to for the past number of weeks. Noam Dart and Tyler Bate put on an amazing match with neither man getting the upper hand until the third round when Dar was able to hit a Nova Roller for the pin and take the first point of the match. Dar went into the fourth with too much enthusiasm and let his tactics slip, allowing Bates to hit a Tyler driver to level the score one all. The match certainly took it out of both men and neither could capitalise to pick up the next point until the fifth, uh, sorry, until the sixth round. Um, both men were barely able to stand and we saw lots of missed shots and reversals. Pretty deadly made a late interference and caused a huge distraction for Bate and Seven, which allowed Dart to lock in a leg submission on Bate, whilst the confusion continued with the others and led to the ref ringing the bell, awarding Dart the win and making him the new Heritage Cup champion. What a match. I'm so impressed with this, and for once I really enjoyed this Heritage Cup match. Really surprised by that, but really solid, and Dart really impressed me. This is Matt Novak, and that is the NXT UK Report. All right. Thank you, Matt. You know, I got to say, man, I know I've complained about Heritage Cup a lot. Um, but listen, you got you got this uh, Noam Dar. Noam Dar deserves it. You know, the guy's been there for a yeah. while. He deserves some kind of accolade, some kind of championship. So I, I'm happy that he won it. 
It's a good look for NXT UK because he's a good mouthpiece. Um, I got to say, though, it's boring. I can't watch six <laughs> rounds. It's just... It's, it's just too and, much. And, and, the, and, the and, champion, it, and the champion carrying that, uh, has to carry that... A trophy. Uh, that cut, this the trophy. Massive trophy. <laughs> no, yeah. Maybe do a ring like they do on AEW with the diamond ring. Yeah. Uh, or do a belt. Do a headband. Yeah. Anything with this giant <laughs> trophy. Um, <laughs> I'm also excited about Jenny. Uh, Jenny going against Satsumura. That's going to be a good match. Uh, I think Matt is right. I think they're going to do a passing of the torch kind of thing, and Jenny's going to get the title. Uh, that'll be something to look forward to. I hope NXT UK stays around. There were rumors mm-hmm. about a month ago that it was going to fall under. Hopefully it remains and stays strong because there is a lot of talent over there in NXT UK, and not everybody's going to get TV time, so it's good that they get that opportunity to be out there. Uh, with that all being said... Yeah. It is time for the rumors with Clay Cummings. All right. I got a lot of them, so hang on to your seats. Uh, apparently, Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt were pursued heavily from Impact Wrestling, but deals weren't able to be made. Mm, you know, Which, I'm glad. I'm glad. I am too. Uh, <laughs> like, Bray Wyatt needs to not be an Impact. You know what, Braun? Go to Impact. Braun, go somewhere else. Don't go to AEW. <laughs> I don't want to see Braun Strowman. But Bray Wyatt... Get go to AEW, bro. Yeah, that's your spot. Yes, the impact wouldn't know how to use Bray. No, and it's funny because Bray Wyatt is ninety day clauses up. Um, yes. Also, he changed his name from Wyatt to Wyndham, so his real name. So he's gonna. That's where he's gonna be going as now. Okay. So interesting uh-huh. to see where it goes. Very. Uh, Chad Gable leaving WWE has been talked about, and he's had friends tell him he should go, but it's unclear if it will actually happen. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, I think he's built. I think he's built for AEW too. I really he do. Is. He is. Yeah. But I like him so much, and I want him to stay in WWE. And I feel <laughs> like he has potential. I feel like him and Otis have so much potential as a tag team, and then not I love- being pushed. I love this tag team of yeah. Alpha Academy. I love yeah. it. The new Otis. I mean, like you guys have said before, this is the Otis that we needed to win money in the bank. Yeah. Not what the bullshit that he was doing before. Yeah. But, you know, I was ready for that. Also, there was talk that MSK has been getting booed at NXT tapings because Izzy's parents led a con- concerted effort to work against them after they spoke out against the spot Izzy did years ago. Meltzer says that's actually what has been happening. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, Izzy is a little girl, the Bailey fan. Um, a couple of years ago, I believe it was, she took a choke slam in a wrestling event at an indie show, and MSK was one of the people that was like, that's inappropriate. Um, they mm. shouldn't be doing stuff like that. And Izzy's parents are leading a fan base in NXT. They're going to Orlando, and they're booing MSK. And now my question is this. Is Izzy's parents the reason why MSK lost at Halloween Havoc? It could be. That's ridiculous. We can't give them that kind of power, man. Like, listen, and and we'll get into it when we go over NXT 2.0 today, but... MSK is damn good, man, and they don't yes, deserve they that kind of treatment. So hopefully, so I, I, I'm confused. So yeah, MSK is getting booed because they said that it was wrong of Izzy to take that choke time spot. Yeah, yeah, that sounds kind of backwards thinking. It's fucking backwards. It's messed up, man. It, it is really is. Up. Like why, 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 why is that a reason to boo them? That's ridiculous. I don't. Who knows? Yeah. And my last bit of rumors: a source discussing the Charlotte Flair situation also know that WWE is in a tricky situation. If WWE were to fire her, AEW would sign her, and if they discipline her, they'll have to do the same with others over their backstage behavior. They have their hands full with the situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what? Let's go straight into our hot tag news. We have no injuries this week. Hot tag news is the Charlotte Flair situation. This is all over the place. And for those of you that don't know, so last week on SmackDown, uh, Charlotte and Becky got into it 
backstage and Charlotte had to be escorted out of the building. Um, mm. There was a situation in the ring where Charlotte threw the belt down and uh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, they were supposed to just do a clean swap and just leave, but apparently Charlotte was just being moody and just aggressive in the ring and it mm-hmm. led to them arguing backstage, uh, Becky and Charlotte, who are <clears throat> who are best friends in real life. I don't know if that's flawed now. I don't know if that's like like not happening anymore, like they're not friends anymore. But it is a tricky situation, like you said, because Charlotte has been getting a lot of heat lately. Um, if you look back a couple of months ago with the Nia Jax situation, with the whole fight with Nia Jax, when they started getting real. Mm-hmm. Um What's happening with Charlotte? I don't know. Maybe it is the way that her dad got uh, called out on Dark Side of the Ring. Maybe it is because Andrade left WWE and went to AEW, and maybe she wants to be out. Um, WWE has their hands full. Uh, Clay, what are your thoughts with Charlotte? You know, and honestly, how I look at it, and I love Charlotte. I do, as as a wrestler, as a character, point of view. But I feel like she's got some dark side to her. I think she's got some issues, honestly, in my opinion. Just how everything's going around, I'm maybe that she's wanting now. And that's and really with the whole dark side of the ring thing, that's not really WWE's fault. You know, yeah. Rick may or may not have done what he did. I'm you know, I don't know. But and then the whole Andrade situation, like I, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like she is trying to make her way out, but it, I don't know. I just, that's, a lot has, there's both two sides to the story, but I think Charlotte's got some issues right now. Yeah, Elio, like, for me, Charlotte is the best woman wrestler in the world, you know? I think she yep. is one of the greatest of all time. I think she's struggling right now uh, on the mic, for sure. I feel like there's a whole attitude adjustment she's had i don't know where she's going with it like every time she's on the mic now she goes for the jugular on these people like she goes after sasha she goes after naya and all these other people the way she talks to them it's just not okay so what are your thoughts elio on how charlotte has been and where this is going okay so like her promos uh yeah like you said not being great uh, it's like she's been going after all the other women on the roster she, she she is dealing with some dark issues. I, I think she just needs to take time, some time off. Step yeah. away. Take a few steps back and take time off. Yeah, let's not yeah. forget. She came at Alexa Bliss pretty hard uh, during a couple yeah. of those segments that they had together. Yeah, um, yeah th- this whole thing with Charlotte, you know, and again, Charlotte's a good friend of the show. She cut a promo for us. She did all that. We took her out of the book. We said we'd never put her back in the book because of it. But I got to be real, girl. You're making it difficult because you're acting. Yes. You're not acting. You're not acting good. You're doing these things no. that are making me uh, question whether you are a legit nice person or not. You know, her, her match, her matches are, are, are her matches are incredible. They Let's are incredible, be honest. But, yeah. but her, her, the, the way she acts, like on the mic. And now, and especially when it comes, when it comes to like the backstage stuff, like if you're fighting with, like legitimately fighting with one of your best friends and Becky, there's a there's a problem. There is a problem there. Yep. So yeah, and it's, it, if it's carrying into the backstage area, you know that's not okay. Uh, apparently, no. one of the reasons why she was upset was she wanted to drop the the belt to Bianca Belair on Raw last week. She didn't want to take it over to SmackDown. That's, um, what, I, that's what I actually thought was going to happen before. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yep. You know, it's logical. Um, so she does have a point mm-hmm. there. Maybe she should have just dropped the belt to Bianca and just moved on to SmackDown without the belt. Um, there's a lot of things, you know, and we can't just put all the blame on Charlotte. Maybe Charlotte has a valid reason for acting out the way she's acting, you know? Uh, that's true. did just there's- come back and win the title in 26 seconds, you know, and buried Bianca Belair. Maybe Charlotte was like, that's yep. not okay. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know, so I don't want to put it all on Charlotte. You know, I'm going to take twice right. time here and play devil's advocate. You know, it's not all on Charlotte. You know, we we don't know. There's, there's two sides to every story, you know, and then the third one is a lie. It can be – we don't know what it can be. So um, That's right. 
100% agree with you. Yeah, so uh, Charlotte Flair, girl, figure it out. I really care about you. I really want you to do well in this business. I think you have a lot of potential. I think going to AEW will be detrimental to your career. I think you have so much mm-hmm. going for you in WWE that you can be the top woman of all time if you stay with WWE. I feel like you go to AEW, it's not going to be the same. I mean, your nope. name in itself, Charlotte Flair, is just a big name. And you don't. What's she going to become in, in AEW? Ashley? You know, it's like, <laughs> who is she going to be there? It's. It would have to, I mean, because WWE would have to trademark to Charlotte, so and she Flair, could yeah. she couldn't be Charlotte and oh, Flair, yeah, yeah. So it would just it would just kill her whole momentum. It would yeah. kill her whole legacy. Yeah. So it just. All right. Any final thoughts on this, guys? Get healthy, Charlotte. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. All right. So that is our hot tag news. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have anybody or any story you want us to talk about for Hot Tech News, just drop us a line on our Facebook page at Wrestling POV Podcast. With that being said, we're going to take a quick pause for the pause, and when we come back, we're going to go over This Week in Wrestling. This is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Hey guys, this is Kevin Owens. Make sure to listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Take it easy, guys. All right, and we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV and get yourself a t-shirt today. We have seven t-shirts available for $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV. Get your shirt today. Right now, it's time for This Week in Wrestling. Clay, let's get raw. All right, let's get into Monday Night Raw. Low points for me was the whole Queen Zelina coronation. I gave it a point five. Man, I'll tell you what. I'm very glad I'm back because I got a lot to say about this. I love that. I love that Zelina is queen. I was happy that she won the whole thing. The Queen of the Ring tournament was bad, really bad. Uh, but I am very happy she did win it. But the way this is going right now. Zelina, stop with the mixed accents, because that threw me off. What the fuck? (laughs) Like, you're going from a queen British accent to how you normally talk, and it's back and forth. I'm like, what? Stop. And you made no sense during the whole thing. So I gave it a .5. Just was not invested in it. If this is going to be the queen that she is, this is not not good. This is not good. Uh, Elio, your little points of Raw. I'm with you right there. That's my low point with the whole uh, Queen Selena segment. Like, with a change in going back and forth between accents and then following her match, the following match she had with Dewdrop. It's another low point. Both both of them, I gave it a Mm -hmm. 0.5. The Becky Lynch segment. Mm. Yeah. That one, uh, 0.5 as well. That one was just. Not not good. Not good. Not good this week. (laughs) Rick, your low points. All right, you know, I totally agree with you guys. I think I said it. I think Zelina winning was a mistake because she's not credible. Um, The way she beat Dewdrop, though, I'll give you that. That's what she needs to be doing because it's not credible. Like, she's not a credible wrestler. Like, we cannot look at her and be like, she could beat Dewdrop. So she needs to do these dastardly things. I, I still think she needs to get herself like knights or a posse or some sort to like support her because it's not believable yep. right now that she's gonna win these matches. Um, but another little point for me was Carmella defeating Liv Morgan. We're having this match again. Point five. Also, uh, Tony said last week Molly Holly uh, is producing these matches for the Queen of the Ring tournament, and it's like. Um, Oh, it's it was just really, it was really good. Um, it well, I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, this rivalry needs to end. Honestly, needs to be over with. I'm tired of seeing this whole rivalry in general. And with Molly Holly, you know, booking these matches, girl, you should know better. 
Honestly, if you, and the with, one part that's that I'm really hating is the whole all the time every match with the mask. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, and they're all two to three minutes long. These matches. It's not okay. It's not credible matches, man. I, no. I, I need to see more. So yeah, my lowest point for me was Carmella defeating Liv Morgan again. Point five. All right. High points were going right into it. It was the fatal four-way ladder match for me. I gave it a I gave it a three point five. Was really enjoying everybody doing their thing in the ring. But the guy that I thought stood out in this was Kevin Owens. Yes. I honestly thought multiple spots that he has done in that whole match, uh, he made it a whole lot better, I thought. And Kevin's got so much talent in the world. I was happy to see that. So and Seth winning, not a big surprise there. I'm I'm Honestly, looking forward to a rivalry with him and Big E. So, I got to say that. I gave it a three and a half. Uh, Rick, your high points. You know, uh, before I go into my high points, I got to disagree. I, it is not because of Seth Rollins. It was because of Big E. Big E needs to lose mm-hmm. his strap. I, I can't take him seriously as champion. It, it doesn't <laughs> work for me. Um, even when you have a guy like Seth Rollins come out cutting a, what I thought was a fairly decent promo, I just Big E just doesn't take things seriously. So for me, yeah. but I do agree that match was my top point. Just to be a little bit different, I also gave a two point five to Bearcat Lee defeating Cedric. You know, yeah, I like this character. I don't mind if they change his name from Keith Lee to Bearcat Lee. Fine, whatever. You want to get rid of the Lee? Get rid of the Lee. Just call him Bearcat. I'm with it. Listen, as long as this guy's on my TV and he's dominating people, that's what needs to happen. He's a great not- wrestler, you know, and don't talk. Don't do it. Don't go back into the salutations. Exactly. Stay strong. Stay aggressive. Yeah. It doesn't work. That's not not him. You can tell that's not him. No, yeah. Uh, Elio, your high points of Raw. I'm with Rick. Uh, And you know what? I'm fine with this uh, name change. You want to be Bearcat Lee? Be Bearcat Lee. This is what you should be doing is uh, dominating in the ring. He destroyed Cedric Alexander. I give this one a three. (laughs) Nice. Yep. Overall, I gave Monday Night Raw a 1.7 this week. Elio. I went with 1.56. Wow. And Rick. I went the lowest one for you guys. I went 1.4. All right. Hey. It's now time for AEW Dynamite. <laughs> All right. The lowest point for me, uh, I'm going to say it, fucking MJF. Uh, defeating Bryce Donovan. The guy Man. doesn't fucking wrestle. Why are you not wrestling matches? Fucking <laughs> wrestle. Right? And Instead that of the promo he cut afterwards. And the promo afterwards was terrible. And then Sting with the bat hitting the chair. He hit the chair on Sean Spears. Right. Botched the thing. He hit the other guy in the face. Like he botched it. It's just all over the place with Wardlow. Yo, MJF is just god-awful. I don't see it, people. He doesn't fucking wrestle for people to be like, he's so good. And his pros suck. I'm not behind him. Point five. I'm telling you, man. I'm not behind (laughs) this guy. Clay, what are your low points of dynamite? That definitely was one for me. The whole MJF-Bryce Donovan match. A 30-second match. And you're telling me that this guy is relevant to be a world champion in AEW when he only wrestles for, you know, a minute or two? If that, uh, I gave it a point five. I hated the promo after it. And if I had to be different, I didn't give this much of a low point, but the Ethan Page versus Sammy Guevara match, I gave it a two. I gave it a two, but it wasn't Sammy. I cannot stand Ethan Page. Okay. I can't. The whole, he's so bland. He is so bland. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Ethan at all. Uh, I don't know where his character is. The whole bug-eyed thing really, like, irritates me i don't know why <laughs> yeah, like yeah <laughs> yeah there you go so i i gave the match a two so if i had to be different that was that was just me okay. so you know yeah. i'm gonna just throw this out there you know fucking moxley defeating 10 i gave that a point five yeah. as well because just like that yeah like i don't get it like again moxley's going out there we know he's gonna beat 10 but why do you have to rip his mask? Why do we have to draw blood? It's just something that we didn't need to see. Like it's just, it just didn't make sense. I don't understand why Moxie's having these kind of matches. 
Um, I feel so, like if he's not in the title picture, he's just there. What's happening there? You know. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I apparently I uh, heard that the Moxley could be possibly be turning heel. Oh. Okay. Is there why he's been doing all these stuff like being down his bones the way he's been doing acting? Yeah. He's been acting. Yeah. I think that's all a right. mistake. Honestly, I feel like that's a mistake because I don't think the fans would even boo Moxley at all. No, he's gonna get the Stone Cold treatment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Elio, what was your little point of dynamite? Uh, my little point, first of all, that MGF got awful uh, match mm. promo. Not even the match; he gave it a point five, but the inner circle promo as well. Yeah. Yes. I gave that a point five as well. Yeah. Mm. All right. You know what? For me, my highest point of uh, dynamite this week was the Sammy Guevara Ethan Page match. I gave it a three. I thought this was a fast-paced match. Even though I don't like Ethan Page's personality, I think he's a great talent. I think he could go in the ring. And I think Sammy Guevara, you know what? I shit on him a lot in the beginning of Dynamite, of AEW, but the guy can go. And he's yes. definitely proven that he is one of those four pillars. Uh, Clay, what is your high point of Dynamite? My highest point for me was the beginning match, the CM Punk versus Bobby Fish. I gave That's it a three. I thought it was a really good match. You know, uh, Punk, you know, did his thing. And, you know, for this match, I think this was Bobby Fish's best match as a singles wrestler on TV. Yeah. I really do. It made him look realistic. Um, You know, I was really enjoying both sides. Punk, not surprising getting a win here, but, you know, I really enjoyed it. So I gave it a three. All right. Elliot, what was your high point? High points I gave it to the Semi Guevara. Ethan Page gave it a three, and the same Punk Bobby Fish match, he gave that a three as well. Nice. Uh, overall, I gave Dynamite this week a 1.6. Clay? I gave uh, Dynamite a 1.8. All right. And Elio? I went with 1.7. All right. And before we move on to NXT, I also have to say this. Tony Nese in the crowd <laughs> of AEW. What are our thoughts here? I think it's perfect fit for him. I honestly I think, think it is, too. Great. Yep, I think it's a perfect fit. Following this Bobby Fish CM Punk program, that they're going to put him in there with a fish. you know, I don't know where Nice fits in. I know it's it's a this is the thing. I said it's a good fit. Like I see his personality and I see his wrestling ability. He's a good fit for AEW. I don't know where he goes though. So it's weird. Like it's a good fit for the company, but I don't know where he goes. Maybe at the same Guevara, or maybe you create a cruiserweight title and have some kind of cruiserweight division. Because Tony Nese can go; he's one of the best I've seen in a long time. Um, so we'll see where he goes uh, when it comes to AEW. All right, Elio, it's time for NXT POV. All right, NXT Halloween Havoc. Oh. <laughs> okay, uh, Rick, high points. Uh, my highest point for NXT. You know what? Had to be Imperium defeating MSK. Even though I didn't agree with it, uh, Imperium and MSK, both teams are great. I love Imperium. I love Marcel Parthel. I gave it a 3.5. It was a really good match. Really high high octane. So I gave it a 3.5. Alright, uh, Clay? That's the same for me, man. I had to go Imperium for my, versus MSK. I gave it a 3.5. I really enjoyed these two teams going at it. Um, I was kind of surprised that Imperium won there. Um, I'm not disappointed in it because they hold the straps well. Um, and honestly, MSK, I'm not surprised too because they may be going a different route. Maybe, you know, keep going after the title, that sort of thing. So uh, this match, I really enjoyed. So I gave it a three and a half. All right. I went to with Imperium MSK. I gave that a three. And I give a three also to Chapa and uh, Breaker. Yes. But- Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess uh, what they're gonna continue this program. Yeah. So yeah. 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 What you're saying is you like the match, but the result was not what you thought it was gonna no, be. No, I, I I thought it was gonna be Braun Breaker actually. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it should have been Braun Breaker. Should have um, been. Great match overall, though. Like like I said, Chopper can fucking go. Anything yeah. that yes. he can go. It's just personality wise, character wise, I don't see it. And I also said he's a lifer in NXT, so he needs to hold on to the belt. Otherwise, he's going to be irrelevant because he can't go to the main roster. 
I'm sorry. He no. will get swallowed up. Gargano, on the other hand, he can definitely go to the main roster and survive with his character. But Ciampa, his wrestling ability can only take him so far. So, yeah. Yep. I agree with you on that one. All right, Clay, low points. Low points for me, I had to go with Joe Gacy versus Malik Blade. I gave it a point five, you know, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I do like Joe Gacy. The character is kind of there, but this whole match and what the fuck is he doing with Harlan? I hate it. I, I'm like Harlan. He got this whole vibe of like the next Brock Lesnar coming in. He's got this look, but what he's doing is giving me like a Lars Sullivan vibe. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like this at all. And put, putting him with Gacy is like, uh, I just, I hated that match and I hated the end of it. So I gave it a point five. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rick. Uh, for me, it was the whole Johnny Gargano, Carmelo Hayes, Haunted House thing. That oh, was God. Garbage, you know? <laughs> Tony keeps saying how Gargano's making him laugh and all this shit. And I'm just like, no, dude. No. <laughs> this is the garbage that we got to get away from. I hate mm-hmm. it. I hate it. And back it. with the and back with the zombie referee. Like, what yes. the fuck is that? Uh, garbage, pure <laughs> I, garbage. Gave it a point five. Uh, Elio. Yeah, I, I gave that a point five. I also I'm with Clay. I gave the Joe Gacy Malik, Malik Blade a point five. Because I I'm telling you, a couple of weeks ago, I had high hopes for this Joe Gacy character. I like the character, but this whole thing they got going with Harlan, no. Nah. Yeah. Oh. What are you guys' thoughts on uh, the the debut of Solo Sequoia, uh, Dude, the, I, Uso's oh, brother? I'm excited for it, man. I am. I love him. Yeah. He's. I think he's going to make a big impact. And you know what? He might as well be another twin because, gosh dang, do they look yeah. alike. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, though. Honestly, as much as, as excited as I was for it, kind of fell flat for me. I didn't, like, uh-huh. that was not, like, he should have had either a match or it's somebody else, like, to beat up the vampires and stuff like that. Like, come on, man. This is not – that wasn't what he needed to be doing. He needed to have – you should have put him against Malik Blade, you know, and show him off. That was – that's – for me, it was not a great debut for him. Um, no. Also, my side notes, I have to say, uh, Toxic Attraction winning the tag team titles in that ladder match. That was badass. Manny Rose mm-hmm. defeating Raquel Gonzalez. With the return of Dakota Kai, um, I did not see Manny Rose winning. I'll be honest. I like I thought Raquel was yeah. going to hold his belt for a long time. I don't know if I agree with it, but we'll see I got a question. the question goes. Yes. I got a question, too, for you guys. Do you think it's too early for a toxic attraction to have all the straps? No, I, I, I mean... Know, you know what? I, I said it a couple of weeks back. I like this faction... I think uh, mm-hmm. they work well together, and uh, yeah, I I know I think it, I think it's uh, it's really it's good having them hold all the straps. Wow, you know I'm gonna mm-hmm. go the opposite way on that one. I think it is too early. Um, Mandy Rose has been here for a while. You know she's been wrestling for mm-hmm. a while now in WWE. She's the first person from Tough Enough to win a, a championship. Um, you know, and then you have the Toxic Attraction as a tag team. I think we could have seen a little bit more of them. I'm not mad that they have all the belts. But I really think Raquel should have had a longer reign. But uh, mm-hmm. that's how it is, man. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And uh, Raquel and Dakota is going to put on a hell of a performance, though. I'm huge behind yep. Dakota Kai, so I think they're going to do a great program. So we'll see. All right, overall. Overall, I went okay. NXT 2.1. Oh, wow. Yeah. I gave NXT a 1.6. Okay, Elio? I gave it a 2. All right. It two. is now time for the SmackDown Breakdown. Can SmackDown bounce back after last week's horrendous show? No. Um, <laughs> for me, I had to go. My lowest point was a point five for the nighting ceremony with King Woods. Oh, my. And uh, Kingston, yes. it was god awful. Um, even the Usos couldn't save this. No, nope. uh, no, nope. I didn't like this at all. Gave it a point five. That was one of my low points. Elio, what was your low point of SmackDown? That, that was one of my low points. That whole just uh, this King Woods uh, is it 
they he just wanted it's not already it's not working um that that's one and another one i gave it to corbin and uh, and moss versus nakamura and bulls and i'm so yeah. the only the only thing i'm sorry about that match is that they're dragging shinsuke down into this uh, program yes because, yeah do you think uh, they need to do away with these trick-or-street fights <laughs> it's, it's just it's just a gimmick uh, match uh, that I guess they have every year, but it's just a regular street fight with weapons. Yeah. That's all mm-hmm. it is. And pumpkins. And I, and I, I, and I, thought, I thought they were done with this Nakamura and uh, Corbin feud. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. And then you have uh, Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza now <laughs> getting involved in that. Where do they fit in? I don't get Nowhere. It. They should. They shouldn't even be in this. No, like I, I am. It's a continental champion. Right. Well, yeah. Like what the what the hell? Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, All right, Clay. What are your low points of SmackDown? I'm with you guys. The the whole King Sword Nation of King Woods having Kofi as his right hand man. That's ugh. and even like. I was looking into this. I was disappointed. And then when the Usos came out, I thought, oh, good. Now this is going to get better. You could throw anybody in there. I don't think anybody could have saved that shit, honestly. But my lowest point, I gave that a one. But my lowest point was Naomi versus Shayna Baszler. Mm. I gave it a point five. I'm honestly sick and tired of this whole Sonya Deville-Naomi feud. I don't think it's going anywhere. I don't even know if they know where it's going. That's just where I'm at. And uh, Shayna, I think, deserves a whole lot better than what she's getting. Yeah. So I gave it a point five. Yeah. And, you know, just to throw this out there, also, the Charlotte opening promo with Sasha was really low point for me. I gave it a point five as well. Like I said, Charlotte is just all over the place like, with her promos. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing why she's getting this much time um, on the mic. Uh, but I do have to say, my highest point was Charlotte defeating Shotzi. So her in-ring matches are great. Shotzi, I, I'm excited for her. There was a rumor going around that Shotzi's yes. turning heel. Yeah, so she had, a, she had a dark match, and uh, that, apparently that's where she they uh, tried the, this heel turn. Yeah. So yeah, and mm. the way she attacked Sasha, I guess Sasha's starting to turn into a baby face again, and Shotzi's turning heel. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. Are they gonna get rid of the tape though? The take is something that's very, like, it is. It goes with Shotzi, you know? It's a, synonymous with it. So we'll see how it goes. But right. I gave that match a 2.5, and that was my highest point. Elliot, what was your uh, high point? Oh, yeah, so my highest point was uh, Shotzi and uh, Charlotte Flair. And I was, because, I, like I just said, I had heard that they tried to see turn on a dark match where she defeated Aaliyah. But to actually see the way they... The way they uh, executed the heel turn last night was just—I—I I, I loved everything about it. The, the way she went after Sasha Banks and and when she threw her into the tank. Yeah, that was pretty rough. <laughs> uh, all right, Clay, what is your high point of SmackDown? High points for me was the Shotzi versus Charlotte Flair match. I gave it a three. I thought these girls worked well together. Uh, Charlotte getting a victory here, not surprising at all. The match was good. I love this heel turn from Shotzi, though. It was kind of kind of like a heel turn type thing going on there. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she could do with that because she does have that dark side character that I think that could like get out of her so and make her realistic. So... I'm, I'm, I will enjoy this. So that was really my only high point of SmackDown. Yeah, overall <laughs> for me, SmackDown was a 1.3. It was really bad for me. Uh, Elio, high, uh, overall. SmackDown for me was a 1.4. I can't give any higher than that because this was just bad. One high point and a whole bunch of low points. Yeah. No. All right, mm-hmm. uh, Clay. I give it a 1.4 as well. And if I wanted to say something on side notes, you don't have Roman Reigns in any of this show? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge <laughs> thing. Like, maybe because it was not on Fox. It was on FX1. <laughs> I don't know. FX1, I don't get it. Uh, did, uh, um, didn't uh, Caleb Braxton uh, ask uh, Paul Heyman or something uh, about where Roman was or... Yeah, but you still need to have him. <laughs> exactly. He's your champion. <laughs> yeah. He's your like, champion. Leave me alone. Yeah. 
All right, we're going right into Rampage. Low points for me had to be that Abaddon and Britt Baker interview before their match. I yeah. gave it a one. I'm just like, Abaddon, okay, I get the whole zombie character type thing. That was okay. But it, when you cut to Britt Baker and uh, Hater and Rebel, those girls can't act, man. Britt can. Britt can be a badass, but them two in the background threw me off. I just, I was like, they're trying too hard with this. So I, I gave it a one. Just, I hate these little back interviews like that, especially on Rampage. Uh, Rick, your little points. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Mark Henry just doesn't know what he's doing back there. I gave it a one as well. <laughs> and just to be a little different, the Britt Baker Abaddon match, I gave it a 1.5. Um, I, I, listen, I love the character of Abaddon. Uh, mm -hmm. She cannot tie. Britt Baker's boots. I'm sorry. I'm going to just say that right there. No. She cannot tie her boots. So I gave it a whole point five. That was my low point. All right. Now, Leo, your little points of Rampage. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was it. So Britt Baker, Abaddon, I give that a one. And uh, that promo backstage. Where does Jamie Hayter fit in with the super group with Britt Baker and Rebel? She don't. She doesn't. I mean, it seems Does. like the Rebel and Rip Baker work well together, but Jamie Hayter stands out. Like, they don't <laughs> fit in anywhere there. No. No. Not at all. High points for me, though, was uh, the Daniel Bra or Oh, my goodness. Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston match. I gave it a three and a half. I thought this was a good match between these guys. Hard-hitting uh, technical match. I was really into it. And... Uh, if if, if is it just me or is Brian every time he gets into a match now? Like I understand he'll fight Kingston or he'll fight Moxley, but why does his chest need to get beat so badly where it's like bloody red? I, I just know, I've noticed that I I'm just seeing that like three or four times with him in AEW, and it's like he's got to get this blistering chest, and I'm like. Are you telling them to do that to you, or do you just like that kind of thing? I I don't know. I, don't I just want to ask Brie. We got to ask Brie Bella. I didn't know if it was just me, but I just noticed that. Uh, Elio, your high points of Rampage. Uh, that was uh, that was uh, one of them. Brian Danielson and um, Brian the Brian Danielson match. I gave that one a three. With him and Kingston and um, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. So, is Dante Martin uh, like on his own now? Because uh, we haven't we haven't seen his brother. His brother's been hurt. So yeah, I guess uh, we can see a heel team when he returns. So I that, don't know. That's the way it looks. I mean, with having Leo Rush in his corner. Yeah, that's possible. Um, for me, that was my highest point. Dante Martin. Uh, yeah. defeating Matt Seidel. You know, I really thought uh, Matt Seidel and Dante Martin. Dante Martin can go. This kid is really, really good. He's really special. I think he can do a lot of great things. Um, I gave it a three. Uh, Leo Rush, I don't know where he fits in on all this, uh, but we will see where he goes. You know, I'm excited for it. So we will see how uh, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel go. We'll see. Overall, I gave uh, Rampage a 2.5 this week. Uh, Rick, you're, hot, you're overall. I gave Rampage a 2 overall. All right, and Elio? Wow, I, I get, I'm with you. I gave it a 2.5 as well. Wow, all right. Wow. All right, All right. let's go into our, our this week in wrestling battle. We have Raw versus Dynamite versus NXT versus SmackDown versus Rampage. Currently, Raw is ahead 9 to SmackDown 7 to Dynamite 6 to NXT's 5 to Rampage's 1. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I think uh, Halloween Havoc took it this week for me. Uh, NXT had a great show. We had some title changes. We had uh, a lot of fast-paced matches. We had some goofiness. But overall, I thought it was the best show of the week. I gave it a 2.1. That was my highest of the week. Elio, what show are you going with this week? I'm going to go with Halloween Havoc uh, because I... A lot of people are might be mad with this whole rebranding. I'm actually, actually like NXT. I enjoy it. Like some weeks it's bad, other weeks yeah. it's not, not that bad. So yeah, I'm going with Halloween Havoc. 
All right, and Clay, just for shits and giggles. I say it doesn't really matter what I think, so I'm honestly I'm gonna have to go with NXT Halloween Havoc. I and like you guys said, NXT has its ups and downs, but this show actually was one of the better shows of NXT for the past couple months. So I'm I'd have to say Halloween Havoc takes the win here. All right, and Halloween Havoc does take the win, so NXT is gonna get up to six. So now it is Raw nine, SmackDown seven, Dynamite six, NXT six, and Rampage one. Let's open up the book, guys. Uh, our first entrance in the book, Clay. Yeah, I should go ahead and just stay in the damn book because after all these shenanigans that are happening today. But you know what? Me I was going to take you out, but you know what? You're going to stay. Clay is into that connection. You should go in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Heyman's googly eyes. Oh, Steve. Uh, stays, yeah. All right, Sasha's ghetto lab. <laughs> she did it again. Sta yeah. She did it again. That's yeah. uh, stays. Right. Uh, Baldy Sam, go fuck yourself. Fuck him. Stays. <laughs> Omos's choppers. Stays. Stays. Uh, Kevin Dunn's camera shots. Oh, you know, you know what? They stay, especially. During that, during that Chelsea Blackheart beat down on Sasha Banks, yes. did you notice yes. the camera shots? Just yeah. Uh, Cody and Brandy's damn ego. That stays. stays. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Britt Baker's Badonka booty butt. I can't believe I just said that. I say that's Tony's deal. So <laughs> I... you see an extra point for not messing it up. <laughs> Uh, the new <laughs> NXT logo stays. Yeah. Uh, Tony Khan's damn ego stays. stays. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's it for our show. What we're gonna do after we close out, we're gonna go and play the five-second shuffle, where I'm gonna play a song for my list of thousands. And we're going to shuffle it, and you guys have five seconds to listen to it, and you're going to have to pick the first guy to five wins it. Uh, with that being said, I'm your host, the third wheel, Rick Serrano, the third, along with the $50 man. Clay Cummings. And the gentleman. Elio Canella. We'll see you next week. Love, peace, and wrestling. Peace out. All right, guys, so I am the current champion, so I will give up my title because, I mean, I've had it 42 times. And you know what? Since Clay has returned, we will give Clay the champion's advantage. Clay, do you want to go first, or you want to pass it on to Elio? I'll go first. All right, here we go. We got five seconds. Is that uh, Elijah Burke? No, Elio. D'Lo Brown. D'Lo Brown! Good job, Elio. Elio is on the board, and Elio, it is your turn. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. All right. Is that King Booker? No. Clay. Uh, is that Ken Shamrock? No, it is uh, King Mabel. Oh. Alright, Clay, it's on you. Is that The Undertaker? No. Elio. Kane. Kane! Elio oh. of 2-0 Clay! Oh wow. my god! Alright! <laughs> Elio for the steal! Elio is up 2-0. Mark Henry. Mark Henry! Elio is up 3-0! Clay, you need, it, you need this to come back. Here we go. Now is that the Undertaker? Yes! 
Triple H. Triple H, yes. All right, Elio, this is for the win. Up four to two. Gangrel. Gangrel, and Elio is your five-second shuffle champion. Wow. You know what, Clay? Damn. You deserve Damn. to lose for the next six weeks. Start on negative one. <laughs> We're getting Kane wrong. <laughs> we don't own the rights. Here it goes. <laughs> 